Amen. Thank you, Pastor Deb. Well, good morning, Westview. Good morning, or as I heard someone say earlier, woohoo! <laughs> I am Wayne Hobson, one of the pastors here, and I want to welcome you to Westview Community Church. And if you're visiting us for the first time, on your worship guide on the back, there is a connection portion which you can tear off. Please take the time to fill that out. We'd love to connect with you and even have your prayer request sent in to us because we pray over each and every prayer request that we receive. And well, wanted to also let you know that there's a new members class happening early next month, April 3rd, in about two weeks. It'll be at uh, the room 131, and that will be actually after the second service. So keep in mind that if you were looking to join us in full membership here at Westfield, because we're already members of the body of Christ, amen. But if you're looking to take a deeper dive in your membership with Westview, April 3rd will be that Sunday to do it, right after the second service. And, well, we are in the series, Why We Read the Bible. And we have been exploring the to knows. We read the Bible to know God and to know that we're alive, to know what our purpose is, to know that God's word itself is living. And this morning, we want to share with you that we read the Bible to know our mission. And I invite you to turn to two passages of Scripture. The first is Jeremiah chapter 20. Just past the book of Psalms and Solomon's writings, you'll find the major prophets starting with Isaiah and Jeremiah is the second major prophet. Stick your finger there in chapter 20. And then, in the New Testament, the book of Acts, chapter 4. And we're going to go to a difficult place this morning. And I'm going to ask you a difficult question. That question is, why are you here? Why are you here? You may say, well, I'm here because I'm saved and I want to worship God. Or maybe you're here because you belong to a life group or a small group. Maybe you're here because you were invited by family. Maybe you were here because your spouse drugged you here. <laughs> and those are all good reasons. But are they the right reasons? 
You see, the Bible connects the point for us over and over again that we are here to be on mission. Let's talk a little bit about mission for a second because mission doesn't always turn out to be the way we'd like. The mission gets accomplished, but it may not always go the way you think that it will. And as we look at several people in Scripture today, the first Jeremiah, and then we'll look at Peter and John, you'll see that the mission isn't about you. The mission isn't even about your comfort. In fact, the mission is not supposed to be comfortable. Case in point, Jeremiah. When we look at Jeremiah's life, he was called as a youth and he was born and raised just outside of Jerusalem, just a few miles away from Jerusalem. And when God called him as a youth, God put his words in Jeremiah's mouth. In fact, that was God's guarantee to Jeremiah because Jeremiah said, I am a youth. I don't know how to speak. And God said, I will put my word in your mouth. But Jeremiah's ministry and his mission was uncomfortable because every time he would go to preach and prophesy to the kings around him, he found himself punished. He found himself imprisoned. He found himself to be outcasted. Yet he stayed on mission. No, it wasn't comfortable for Jeremiah at all. And even when we get to chapter 20, we find, if you read the whole chapter, that it is an emotional roller coaster. Jeremiah complains, and with good reason. He is known as the weeping prophet because all of his ministry was spent shedding tears and sorrow. Sorrow over not being listened to. His words going unobeyed. Jeremiah found himself always at odds with everyone else, especially the other false prophets. There were so many false prophets around Jeremiah that every time he said, this is what the Lord says, these false prophets would say the exact opposite. 
and he was frustrated. Again, with good reason. And when we get into chapter 20, Jeremiah gives his resignation letter. He quits. God, I'm done. Every time I preach your word, I find myself in trouble. Anybody know what that feels like? When you try to give a word to your family or friends or coworkers and you find yourself in trouble and at odds with them because the mission's not meant to be easy nor comfortable. And listen to what Jeremiah says in verse 20. He says, then in verse 9, I said, I would not mention him, the Lord, nor speak his name anymore. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. And I was weary and holding in, and I could not stop. The very thing that Jeremiah wanted to keep quiet about, God wouldn't let him. It was fire within him that burned within his bones. You remember last week, Pastor Brian talked about Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones. Oh, son of man, can these bones live? Oh, Lord, thou knowest. And there was a rattling, and the bones came together. What was so wonderful and fascinating about that event is that it's relived in Jeremiah as well. Because God's word, whenever he wanted to be quiet and stop, God's word lit a fire under him. But that's not the only place we see this fire for mission. Because God's intent for us is to stay on mission. That mission continues even when we get to the book of Acts. Because Peter and John also had an encounter with their mission and with fire. Take a look at Acts chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. Because it's there where Peter and John now had performed miracles and were preaching the gospel boldly. And the council, the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders, the courts wanted them to stop. 
And they decided the way to get John and Peter to stop was to threaten them. And so now they have made this threat to Peter and John that they'll be beaten if they continue preaching in that name. But here's what Peter and John had to say in verse 19, chapter 4. But Peter and John answered them, You yourselves judge which is right in God's sight, to obey you or to obey God. For we cannot stop speaking of what we ourselves have seen and heard. As much as they wanted to stop a fire kept burning within them. The fire of mission. When you look at Jeremiah in the Old Testament and then you look at Peter and John in the New Testament there's some similarities but there are differences. The similarities are the fire shut up in their bones and the fact that they are on mission but the differences are how God used that fire for mission. You see the mission of the Old Testament and the New Testament are the same because the mission is that the word of God be brought to the world so that the world will be brought to God. Now with Israel during Jeremiah's time when they themselves were off their mission because they were worshiping false gods and Jeremiah's prophecies were about the coming of Nebuchadnezzar and how he would lay waste to Jerusalem if they kept resisting. But Jeremiah's mission continued because that fire that was in him goes back a long ways. God had used fire over and over again. Even when you think back to the time of Adam and Eve in Genesis, when they were removed from the garden, God used fire, a flaming sword and a cherubim to keep them from entering back in. God used fire again for Sodom and Gomorrah to burn those two cities to the ground. God used fire when he called Moses with the burning bush. And God used fire again, even with the tabernacle and the temple, with an internal flame within the Holy of Holies. The fire kept burning. 
And even when you get to the book of Daniel and you see the three Hebrew boys thrown in the fiery furnace. And even in scripture, God is described as an all-consuming fire because the mission, like the fire, cannot go out. And that fire that God used in the Old Testament that fire was used then for judgment and justice. But God took that same fire and repurposed it in the New Testament. Because now that fire was what John the Baptist talked about when he first described the coming of Jesus. And he said, I do indeed baptize with water, but one coming after me, whose sandals I am not worthy to loosen, he will baptize you with fire. And Jesus himself, as he spoke about fire, said that we are a light that should not be hidden. We light up the dark. That fire then permeated that place where the 120 were on the day of Pentecost. Cloven tongues of fire appeared above them and that fire consumed them. And they declared the gospel as never was done before. In languages that they didn't even know how to speak. That fire was the same fire that gave Peter and John the courage to say, do what you want to us, we will not stop. The same fire that caused Jeremiah to say, do to me what you will. Though I want to stop, I can't. The mission of the church is to bring the word of God so that the world will be brought to God. That fire doesn't go out because if it does, we've lost all hope. Because that fire is meant to burn away anything that stands in its way. Whether it's fear or doubt. Whether it is dismay. Whether it is family and friends turning on us. That fire is the mission of the church. With that mission comes the boldness to declare what Jesus told us. Go into all the world. You see, Israel in ancient times was meant to be a place that the world was to come and see. But with the church, God uses it 
in the missional sense to tell the world that we will go and do. That's the difference. A repurposing of the mission, but the mission is still the same. How we carry it out is different. But the fire is still the same, which sends the mission in us, to us, and then through us. And so even with the threats that Jeremiah received and the threats that Peter and John received, notice that God's word may go unheeded, but it will not go unheard. And so God sends us and tells us to go. Go on mission. Because in the Old Testament, the mission was done from time to time, though it stayed the same because the Holy Spirit's presence as a fire was not permanent, but not so with you and I. For from the time of Peter and John on to this very day and until Jesus returns, the Holy Spirit gives us a fire continually so that the mission never stops. So I ask you, how is it with you? Where is the fire shut up in your bones? Do you have the determination to not stop? And even if you fear sharing the gospel, let the fire burn out. Even if you think, I don't know enough Bible verses. I don't know enough scripture. I don't know enough to contend with those who have degrees with letters this long. Let the fire burn it out. Because I tell you this morning, Westview, that if you are married, you understand the gospel and you understand the mission. Because if you are married, didn't you invite someone to your wedding? That is the mission, to invite all who will come to the wedding. So if you know how to invite people to the wedding, you know how to invite them to Christ. In that same essence, the mission drives us 
because we know the beauty of that wedding when Jesus returns because he has purposed for Israel something else. And he has purposed for us something greater. Here's what I mean. You see, when God first set out to make Israel great, he took one father, and from that one father, Abraham, he made many nations. But Jesus does the opposite. From the day of Pentecost onward, he took many nations to make one bride. That is what we are inviting the world to become, part of one bride. And the mission leads to this. The mission is that we become a bride that outgrows our wedding dress. Yeah. That's the goal, to grow and grow and grow. Because heaven may be full, but there's always room for plenty more. And if you're worried about how you do it, on your worship guide, we've included a portion that you can tear off to give to people. And it simply says that Jesus is inviting you to be part of who he is forever. And it gives you John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Not simply that God loved the world, but for God so loved that he gave. That's the mission, to tell the world who God gave. And you can easily share it because the fire that's in you was never, ever meant to be put out. Let's pray. Father, as we go into offering, let us never forget the mission. Let us never forget that we are to bring the world to you through the word. For your word is light and it is life. We pray, Father, that each and every one of us would be so caught up in mission it is impossible for us to stop. That the more we're told to be quiet, the louder we yell. And share the good news of eternal life. And Father, we pray that as we go into offering, that we would not just give our tithes, but give our time to the cause of the mission which you began and only you will end. Let us not be the ones who end it, but let us be the ones who continue 
with that same fire. Let the mission burn within us. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.